Hey, this is Chris. Before we get to the show, let me tell you a little bit about Anchor. Anchor is our way of we record podcasts. Fantastic. Let me tell you why. It's easy. It's free. There are creation tools that we can record and edit your podcast right from your phone and your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. So it can be heard on such um, providers as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many, many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need in a podcast and so much more. Check out Anchor, and you can find it all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Anchor, it's a fantastic way of creating your first podcast and making it work. All right. Hey, welcome to, I guess, unofficially our review show where we either review stuff and if we're not reviewing anything, we talk about the weird news that happened in previous weeks. I'm here with Joe. Paul's got the week off, but Joe, we're going to try to weather the storm and be ready to go. How's it going today, Joe? (laughs) Going okay. Uh, These are some weird stories, man. When we go to research these stories... We need to figure we we need to figure out how we're making the decisions about what stories we're talking about. Yeah, and see, I, <laughs> yeah, I don't know what to do here because I'm I'm open to us still reviewing stuff. Oh, if absolutely. If we watch, yeah, the, movie, there's a commitment. Yeah, um, you know, two I, hours I of time in my life. Whitney Morgan, um, you know, from the um, Birdemic movie, she actually came on the show Birdemic, to talk about yeah. it. I think. John Schlitt from Patrick to talk about his band. Yeah, I'm open to that stuff. I'm, I'm open to doing it again. Sometimes there's a commitment there. Birdemic. Yeah. I'm still thinking about Birdemic to this day. There's a <laughs> lot of that's a lot of movie, and it's a lot of really terrible movie. And I will say we have talked about some more serious topics. And hey, Joe, I like you. I want to talk serious topics with you. But <laughs> I like the whole aspect of the weird news. I, I, I got to tell you, I, I did have a thought because I was talking to a friend about these shows that we do. And, you know, they smiled when I talked about the girl that mistakenly moved the senior citizens home. But when I started bragging about talking about colostomy bags, my friend suddenly gave me a look like, I'm praying for you. I mean, you know, <laughs> God needs have mercy on your soul. So, Well, I'm, I'm praying for us too, man. Gosh, what? when we start talking about the colostomy bags, like, we, we got to find another topic here yes now, i don't so mind talking I'm, about it but we probably don't need to talk about it for nearly as long as we did right so i'm trying <laughs> to find a happy medium where we could talk about fun stuff that yeah is weird it's strange but you know, it doesn't rely in poop being thrown around <laughs> right exactly yes so let's know we got some stories here it'll be interesting to see what happens um let's start out in florida and show don't we always start out in Florida in a way? Yes, we do. Yeah. All these stories from Florida. Things happen in Florida. Florida podcast. Well, here's where it baffles me. Yeah, I'm not trying to be mean about Florida. You know, a lot of jokes about Florida, man. There's a lot of jokes about, man, they're really conservative down there. Uh, they never follow COVID protocols. Yeah, lots of stuff happening in sure. Florida. Uh, you know, people joke because a former president now lives down there. I mean, Florida gets a bad rap at times. I got to tell you, Joe, I went there with my wife a couple years ago. We enjoyed some time together. What is it about the animals that live in Florida? 
yes, it's by the ocean, by the Gulf of Mexico. You see more animal life. But, man, Joe, I, we had a, a heel monster, you know, those little weird, mm-hmm. you know, we were at a parking lot. And we saw Gila munches running around. We oh, saw yeah. strange bugs in our hotel room. We saw a bunch of animals. It just Florida. I've I've never seen that in any other state. What do you think it is? How many other states have you been to? I guess is a legitimate question. I know having been from Ohio, right, and then go down to the south, right. It's, it's hot. It's humid. Uh, like you said, it's close to the ocean and the Gulf. Uh, Florida. It's nothing but swampland. And so just a different breed of animal comes out of those swamps. The mosquitoes are bigger. Uh, you know, gay, there's gators, there's snakes. I know for a while there's been stuff happening with the, uh, with the swampland because there's been a number of people in Florida. I don't know if this is a Florida thing, but there's a lot of people who've had uh, exotic animals and stuff. And then instead of... Uh, 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 instead of returning them somewhere or, you know, not disposing, but disposing of them properly, uh, they just release them into the swamps. Uh, and so the, there's been this increase in like python activity and whatever else because people have been releasing exotic animals into the swamp. Uh, and then just over generations of those animals, they, they adapt to the environment. And so you just end up with a lot of weird stuff. Do you have the same problem in Mississippi? I mean, is there yes. a lot of okay, to a certain to a certain sport. extent, yes. But the idea of like large cockroaches and mosquitoes and just gators being around, that's just a southern thing. Uh, and so that was super weird from me moving from Ohio then down into the south. So like you gotta get used to that. Um yeah. <laughs> I just had a conversation just the other day with somebody who lived in a an, in an area that had a nice big pond. You know, not really a lake, but a nice big pond. Uh, and they had developed a bunch of, you know, McMansions around it. And then all the neighborhood was freaking out because there was a gator out there. Yeah, but this is it, the gator's lake. Like, why? This isn't your lake. This is the gator's lake. And you moved into its its habitat. And then the guy I was talking to, he's like, I went out there and saw the thing. And it wasn't that big. But to everybody else... <laughs> And you're, and I can tell by the look on your face, you're thinking, how small would it have to be for a gator not to be a big deal to you? But for this guy, you know, he's looking at this thing. It's not really that long. It's not there. People are worried about their small pets and whatever else. He's like, yeah, your small pets should be a snack. That's not my opinion. That's his. But but here's where I stand. And man, this is bad because we also do the Sewers podcast. So I ended up with very depressing topics. I'm going to start you out with a depressing topic. I think Why not? the worst way of dying. Now, dying isn't fun. You know, you shouldn't want to die anyway. But I don't want to be eaten alive. I mean, that's, I, I mean, now watch. Somebody's going to listen to this podcast. And if I ever get executed in the future, they'll be like, ha-ha, he's going to be eaten alive. That's how we're going to knock him off. But that's how I not want, I don't want to die that way. It's so probably not likely to be eaten alive. It's going to kill you first, and then it'll eat you. So you won't be eaten alive. You'll be eaten dead. Yeah, but your last moment is going to be, you know, being, you know, ate to death. Now, 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 hopefully that doesn't last a long time. But what if you're alive for a while? They always talk about if you're beheaded, you know, you might be alive for 20, 30 seconds if I had. I mean, sometimes they say, now I don't know what you're seeing or observing or whatever, but, you know, it is a weird Not moment. Much. 
bottom of the basket, I guess. Uh, well, do you think it's the same thing when you're being eaten alive? I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm sure you're not going to be around for that long. But, you know, what a horrifying way of going. That's what I'm saying, Joe. So what I'm saying is anytime we see these stories about alligators or crocodiles or whatever else the case might be, get me away, Joe. You know, I'm, I'm hopping the car. I'm driving back up north or somewhere away from these alligators. So this is all coming out of this article about a gator being captured right. after it chased people through a Wendy's parking lot in Florida, in uh, Lehigh Acres, Florida. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay, you're going to Wendy's. You're trying to get your meal. You're trying to be, you know, done. You're trying to go back home, and there's a seven foot alligator. And if you look at this video, yeah, right up in the background, there's an alligator. Oh, I, I mean, but but that alligator there's not doing anything. He's just there. I mean, chasing people. I don't know. Well, you gators. Gator and gator activity, like you have to get right up on it before it, it's not going to like run and chase you. It's not a, it's not a lion. It's not a tiger. It's not going to chase you long distances. It, it has short bursts of speed where it can leap at you really kind of, uh, but it's not like, unless you're messing with it, it's not going to run and get you. It would but rather get something a lot smaller than you. Yeah, you know would mean? want something smaller than you. Yeah. So, the, like, don't send your kids around it, or walk your dog near it, or that kind of thing. Like, right. But well, alligator—it doesn't want you. Right. And yeah, that was a nice part of the video where the alligator was just going the other way. I'm sure. Twenty seconds after the video stopped, the alligator started chasing the guy. You think so? Yeah. It puts on a jetpack and starts flying around. Speed. You think that's what this gator does? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The alligator just won't be on video. You know what I mean? <laughs> hey, my wife is conscious guy. of being on video. He'd be humiliated in front of his gator friends and family. My wife doesn't want tons of pictures of her on social media, or you know, she's like, nah, so no. she attacks you after you take a picture of her. Is that what yeah, happens? I mean, oh my! She chases me. It's she chases you around a Wendy's parking lot. How dare you take a picture of me? Yeah, I, I don't mean to tell tales out of school, but she's seven feet long and she's got a tail. <laughs> <laughs> and she's great when she gets mad. Uh, yeah. 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 Sorry, honey. Don't listen and to She's not right. moisturizing. That scaly skin is really, really intense. So, yeah, I mean, that's just, that's just a thing. Gators being around. I mean, it's not something you want. It's not something you're excited about. Uh, you don't want it to be in your Wendy's parking lot. But if you built a Wendy's into, into a swampland, then you're, you're kind of asking for it. Yeah. <laughs> How long have you been in Mississippi for? Seventeen years. Is this because you've lived in Mississippi for seventeen years? Yes. Like the first year you came down, you were probably running from alligators at Wendy's parking lots. And I now didn't see very many of them. I was okay. not. I don't tend to frequent places where there's a lot of alligators. There is a, a reservoir that's near uh, okay. near Jackson, and so occasionally they're in there. Uh, but there's gator hunting season, and I would have occasionally be driving some by, and I see a truck out there picking up a, a gator that they've just captured. You know, they're around. I've never been attacked by one or whatever. I'm just not usually in those places. It would freak me out if I saw one, sure. Right. But I also wouldn't be that surprised by it because they're around. <laughs> How far <laughs> they away exist, is it from Florida? So, I, I from never Florida? 
Oh, I mean, it would probably take me about six hours to get from here to the tip of the panhandle, you know, that's how, and then to get into the main part of Florida, that's probably 10 hours. So I think it's like 10 hours to Orlando from here. So you've turned into a Southern guy. You're now all, all South watching SEC football. and <laughs> uh, No, I'm regularly told you ain't from around here, are you? Uh, and so there's a, there's a level to which I could be here for the rest of my life and still not really be from here. Uh, that's just a reality. So you're team alligator on this one, right? You're, uh, it's freaky, but uh, you know it doesn't it doesn't blow my mind that there would be a seven foot alligator in a Wendy's parking lot. So, so maybe this is like um, like in California. I went out there for a couple of week, weeks and summer for a camp, and my roommate was from California, and he he was telling me about how terrified he was of tornadoes. And I told him, "Hey, I never really saw one here in Ohio." I mm-hmm. said, "Man, I'm freaked out the next two weeks. Hopefully, we don't get earthquake." It's like they're not that bad. So maybe if yeah. you're down in that area, like in Florida, you're you're celebrating the games. It's part of who you are. You get excited about like California do about the earthquakes. I mean, you're not excited about it. The Californians are not excited about earthquakes. They're just not as freaked out by them as somebody who's not accustomed to them and doesn't know what to do when there you have a- one. When you see a gator, you know, you freaked out because you think it may very possibly come sprinting at you. But it, when you're you're around more of them and you know more about them, you know they're not going to do that. So you just, okay, I'm going to get in my car and drive away. There's another Wendy's down the street. I can go to that one. There was a famous video, um, and this was like a Dodgers game where eh, – random game, probably eight years ago or something, where there's actually an internet video of an earthquake hit the stadium. Very mm-hmm. minor, but it did shake the stadium. You know, you could see from the video the same was shaking. Craziest thing, you know, Vince Scully, famous announcer, was broadcasting the game. He kind of said, oh, it sounds like an earthquake. And the fans gave a standing ovation to the earthquake. They were celebrating it, Joe. They were like, hey, <laughs> this is us. This is part of us. Maybe in Ohio, we are very, what do you call it? We're very picky. We're very paranoid about stuff. Maybe we should celebrate the next time Ohio and see a tornado. We should get out there like, yeah, this is Ohio. You know. Well, you also, I mean, tornadoes come very quickly. We get a lot of tornadoes down here as well. But, well, afterwards, yeah. it, but you tend to get less freaked out when you know that they're coming. They're like, oh, okay, they're coming. So I go down to the basement or the room with no windows or whatever it is I got to do. And you do what you got to do, you know, right. uh, as opposed to really, really, truly freaking out. And, you know, that that's not really that helpful when when you do that. So like down here. So these kinds of things, or or when when hurricanes are coming through, uh, you you know what to expect. You know the way that the the weather channel is going to overhype it, or or whatever. Uh, and so you can gauge when one is serious and one isn't, or uh, when you really need to be concerned. Um, if, if if this story was about uh, twelve alligators that were camping out inside of a Wendy's restaurant, I'd be, that would be a little bit weirder to me. They don't but, usually do that. I started out this willing to scream at Florida people, but you got to look <laughs> at this. Bravo, Florida. I mean, look at the two major teams. They got the University of Miami Hurricanes. They're celebrating the Hurricanes. They're like, yay, Hurricanes are part of who we are. I'm sure at the games, they're chanting, go Hurricanes. Mm-hmm. Same thing with the Gators. 
they're not a hardship for the Gators. You know, man, those guys are doing the alligator chop at the games. You know, they're all excited. I, I mean, look, you know, L.A., the cell bring earthquakes. I mean, you know, we've they got any teams that are the. They don't have any teams that are the earthquakes, though, do they? I they should have one. We should do that. Yeah. Well, you and you look at Ohio. I mean, we're not celebrating. We're freaked out about tornadoes. The only uh, team name Dover, one of the high schools here in Ohio. I think their nicknames are tornadoes. But other than that, who else? Yeah. Go California. Go Florida. Boo Ohio. We need to celebrate our weather diversity. We need to celebrate the animals get eat us alive. We're too wimpy. I mean, Florida. I, love I, I suppose. I suppose. Yeah, they, they love in Florida. They celebrate all this stuff. They're all excited and everything. And here in Ohio, we we panic. We freak out. Shame on us, man. Joe, congratulations. You changed my mind on this. Now nice. we're very now, good. Very good. Now so now you home. want to go to a Wendy's that has an alligator in the parking lot. That's where yeah. you know the. That's where you know the Wendy's is the best. If that if that Florida Wendy's doesn't have a, a gator in the parking lot, I'm out. That's right. That's yeah. right. So it'd be good. Hey, there are other attractions that take you to restaurants, though. Yeah. Sometimes you may need a burger that does something special for you. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can see it happening. Now, <laughs> you're making bathroom jokes, which I'm not sure about. But that's <laughs> no, the restaurant in Minneapolis that has the, uh, the special burger. Yes. For... Pregnant ladies. Well, but but before we get there, let me give you some good advice because, um, you know, we got to celebrate what's good in life. And Chase Bank, hey, hey, you know, you might be having trouble with your bank. Well, don't complain about it. Um, switch to Chase Bank. Uh, click on the link here on our podcast, our provider, or on our website. Sign for Chase account. Um, Attach a direct deposit. Why wouldn't you? And you get 225 bucks placed in your account. Joe, we're literally paying you for listening to this podcast. So check out Chase Bank. You get it's some money time, in your really. account, and it's a great way of uh, doing your banking. Uh, try Chase. I, we I'm should all get that. paid to listen to podcasts, especially on the Ohioan Network. Yeah. I mean, we'll go to Chase Bank. I, I mean, you know, Joe Rogan's a popular podcaster, but Joe's not paying you. Joe's like, just listen to me for three hours and be done with it. We're going to pay you for this. It'll be great. So so check out uh, Chase Bank, a wonderful place. Um, Speaking of odd things, um, as you were mentioning before our um, break, uh, Minnesota Restaurant. Uh, Joe, how many kids you guys got? Five. Um, Five kids. Spreading from 21 down to age four. So you experienced this five times, right? Yes. Uh, no twins. Uh, did your wife no ever twins. have trouble delivering? Was there ever a time when, you know, you're like, come on, honey, and it just uh, – the nope. wasn't coming. They were all early. So They're we all were all like, hey, can we slow this down? Okay. <laughs> so you don't want to go to Minnesota then and get their labor-inducing burger. Um, they have a labor-inducing burger that they've tracked to say it's been responsible – for 31 births. So now I don't know how you track it. They're saying if the baby comes within a day, then yeah, 24 hours burger, after, right? after eating the burger, then it makes it on the count. But what if they did something else? Right. I don't know. I guess, 
it's I guess it's self-reporting. So I wouldn't call this scientific at all, but it's they're self-reporting that they ate this burger and within 24 hours they had the baby. Yeah, because I mean And I would say that you know there's a high probability that especially if somebody is is uh past due then they're probably trying multiple things. Yeah, but yeah, anything else got. What if it's a car ride? What if it's, you know, drinking water in the morning? You know, what's going on here with this restaurant? I, I think this restaurant's got full of it. Um, check out this burger. Now, obviously, they're not just feeding this to pregnant women. I mean, you know, you and I could go up and eat it. Um, and I it will induce if, labor. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if I want to say, I mean, as guys, I'm not sure if we're going to be like, hey, give me a labor inducer. You know what I mean? Like, you know, that'd be kind of weird. Yeah, but it'd be funny. I mean, really, in the restaurant game, in any of these kinds of things, you're doing something that's going to grab some attention, and so why not? Have a labor-inducer burger. That's fine. Are, are you down with the labor-inducer burger? I mean, we've got beef, caramelized onion. I'm not sure what that tastes like. Cajun. Now, you're from the South. How do you say its next word? Remoulade. Remoulade. Well, what is that? Uh, it's a spicy mixture. Okay. But they also have spicy mustard and honey-cured bacon and a pretzel bun. Okay, so we don't know. There, There's a lot of old wives' tales that are about spicy food, so anything from the, the remoulade to the spicy mustard may be part of what they think is inducing labor. I don't know if there's anything about onions. Uh, I can't imagine there would be anything about bacon or, or pretzel bun that would do this as well. But So it's probably... Theoretically, a fairly spicy burger. Should should dads of, of teenage girls be nervous? Because if it's nervous, so if you're not even pregnant and it, it makes you induce labor. I, they're only talking about inducing labor, not oh, okay. necessitating labor. Oh, okay. This, okay. this is not a this is not a, a, a Virgin Mary burger where we're talking about uh, <laughs> that would make the news. Immaculate Conception burger. We're not. Please don't advertise that. We're just talking about inducing labor, or it, or it's so good that it makes you pregnant. I mean, you're not no, even going no, through. No, <laughs> no, that's not what they're talking about. Please but, let that not be what they're talking about. Well, like I don't, I don't want to know what might be in the special sauce if that's what we're right. Well, you talk about a better than sex cake. Well, it's so good. You don't even have to <laughs> go through that. You're just you're pregnant. You're good. I'm not saying there's anything in the special sauce. It's just it's so good you end up being pregnant. You know? No. Oh my gosh. Could you imagine that? Could you imagine how popular no. it would be? No. I mean, if you want to have a baby, <laughs> I cannot imagine it. There are limits to my capacity for imagination. Yeah, yeah you're flying this up there. One, this is one of them. Yeah. So okay, okay. So the 24 hours after eating this burger, 31 different women have gone into labor. I guess the, the thing is supposed to be about the, the spicy food, but there's so many things that, you know, doctors suggest for that would be labor inducing, you know, things as simple as going for a walk. So maybe just walking up and in line and uh, standing there for that long helps the process. Who, who knows? And it sounds like it's very a, a heavy meal. So you probably want to go for a walk after eating that meal too. Uh, I guess, yeah. 
but then it would like, just be anything. Why would it be that burger? You could just eat like a whole bag of chips and just be. Yeah, yeah. Uh... <laughs> if I had seen, you should ask her about the labor inducer. If she would mm -hmm. consider that in the future. No. <laughs> not in the future. You're afraid for child number six. It is all in the past. <laughs> I saw I saw a look on Joe's face I don't think I've ever seen before. I'm like, oh okay, I won't ask that anymore. <laughs> Next topic. <laughs> Joe Joe gave a worried worried look on his face that it was very strange. So uh, okay. Well the labor inducer burger, check it out. Wonder how much it costs. It didn't say that in the article, but yeah, it's not really exactly an ad for it. <laughs> yeah, again, if you're going out to guys to watch a football game, I can't. For that matter, it doesn't. It doesn't even say the name of the restaurant. <laughs> well, I can't imagine. Like, is it a sports bar? I mean, is it the suburban game? I, I, the I mean, suburban is the name of the restaurant. It's called the suburban. What would happen? Like our, our big show that we all do together is a sewage podcast. What if we get so big that sports bars across the country invite us to fly us up to their sports bar to watch the Steelers game? I don't think I'm going to that bar to say, hey, everyone meet us there to watch the Steelers. We'll all have some labor inducer burgers. That just doesn't sound like a guy thing to do. Yeah, all the all the food stuff seems to be like a, a kind of an old wives tale because there's not really any direct connection between the stomach and the, you know, reproductive system. So I, it doesn't, I, this doesn't really hold. It's just a way of making money, I guess. I don't know. You know, it's just capitalizing on noticing this coincidence that there's been this number of, of people who have eaten this, yes. <laughs> eaten this burger and, uh, and, and it's been part of the, the process. So. Man, yeah. if I'm a business, I would do tons of market research because you could probably say that about any business you have. Like if I own a Walmart, you know, hey, you know, 400 people that came to my Walmart and had baby 24 hours afterwards. Yikes. But Walk there you're just buying baby supplies because you know you're about to have a new baby. Marketing right marketing, there. Marketing. Come yeah. here, get your stuff. Hey, if you go this is about Walmart, to happen. I have a baby and all these women start coming and Man, you, you could just you could make tons of money, Joe. Absolutely. And then once your baby comes in, you can celebrate, right? By going you can, you can celebrate with a with a new a new flavor of Mountain Dew. Oh, okay. <laughs> Joe's reluctant to continue as the labor inducer. <laughs> yeah, I'm done with that conversation. I don't think we need we we have be labor far enough, I think. But there is a new Shannon came down for airplane tickets in Minnesota. She's like, I'm there. And she was like, no, no. We're not, it's not we're good. Not that. All right. Yes, yeah, so this new drink. Why are we doing this to drinks, Joe? And that's why I chose this to be part of my story. I mean, look, I'm not a Mountain Dew guy. That's not my drink of choice. But if you like Mountain Dew, drink Mountain Dew. Don't yeah. put the flavor of cake into it. What, yeah. what are we doing here? So this is Mountain Dew releasing a cake smash flavor. That okay. tastes like dessert, as opposed to regular Mountain Dew, which tastes savory. Like, what are you talking about? It all tastes like dessert. It's sugar water. What? Why? why? <laughs> do you have, like, a frosting flavor to it? I mean, why are you calling this cake smash? I mean, what does it taste like? 
uh, cake. I mean, there's different candies or whatever else that you can make that have a kind of residue or flavor of, of, uh, of, of cake. So I guess it would have a little bit, not necessarily, it wouldn't necessarily have uh, a frosting in it, but it would have some of that flavoring. Um, I don't know. They've been doing this with Mountain Mountain Dew a lot with Code Red, and I think there was a blue one for a while, and now there's Cake Smash. Uh, Why yeah. can't you just stick some Mountain Dew in a blender and stick a cake in there? You know, it's well, like then I would assume you have chunks of cake. <laughs> then it's not necessarily fully a liquid. <laughs> that might be an issue. Um I mean, well, I suppose you could great. if that's what you want to do, yeah. but I don't know. You, you can do it in your house. You don't have to go go buy the cake smash. But this is true of almost anything, right? If I wanted to go to that trouble and I was that desperate to say I want to have a Mountain Dew and it also tastes like cake, uh, I could do that. I could do that. I could make my own labor inducer sandwich yes. at home as well. But That would induce labor, like right now. It'd be great. Yeah. I think you wash down that labor inducer with a cake smash Mountain Dew. Um, I don't know what's been the reasoning behind a lot of specialty flavors uh, recently. It's just been this fad where a lot of different people are trying different things with their, their drinks. I know it's been true for a while that some of the major chains, major stores that sell products, Walmart was one of them. That for a long time, the reason the packaging changed a lot or something would be labeled as new or classic or you know, original or whatever, and they would change packaging even on like Hershey bars or whatever, that there was something to the placement of the product on the shelves that if the product had packaging that had changed or some product was labeled as new or classic or whatever else, it would get put in a more prominent place in the store. And if it didn't, they it would get pushed back and further and further, possibly even not being put out on shelves. And so that for a while was part of the reason that a lot of different products was constantly changing their look um, because of major chain stores that had policies like that. I don't know if that's why different flavors started coming into it, but that may be part of it is we're, we're marketing something new. Something's changed. It brings more attention to Mountain Dew, the irregular flavor, if there's something like the cake smash that's out there. So any way to sell a product or bring attention to your product, you do. I, I but it's kind of gross. Idea. Let me run this by you to see. Go for it. The Bible. You know, hey, as members of faith, we believe it's true. In everything. We're remarketing the Bible? No, I'm cake thinking smash it's, Bible? Quite, it's quite possible. It's not everything made the Bible. I see Joe's getting nervous now. <laughs> He's like, but what I'm saying is not everything that was said made the Bible. You know, sure. you had to make some choices and everything. Right. Yeah, you know, there's different times in the Bible where they talked about what's it going to be like, what's going to happen before the end of the world. Like, there's been some writings in the Old Testament. Mm -hmm. Jesus talked about it, and other people talked about it. Do you think that when these writings happened, maybe they said things like, hey, the Browns are going to beat the Steelers one time in the playoffs, mm -hmm. and there's going to be a cake smash, Mountain Dew drink. And, you know, maybe the writers at that time was like, what playoffs? I cake smash Mountain Dew. What are you talking about? So they didn't include that part. Do you think that's possible? No, 
We'll just shut that down now. <laughs> You're talking about Nostradamus now, not really scripture or <laughs> well, no, I mean, parts like, of scripture that were not included in the canonical Bible. What? Uh, Paul would be shutting that down, by the way, if he were here. Um, but well, I heard some teaching uh, about Revelation where they talk about. They talk about you think there's like, a passage in Revelation that talks about cake smash Mountain Dew? No, Is that what you're saying? There's things that talk about these characters and creatures, and people are saying, hey, they could be just talking about helicopters. Because, mm -hmm. you know, back in biblical times... How would you describe it yeah. if you didn't know what that was? Yeah. Right. So I think about that a lot. Or maybe they talk about cake smash. Like, they couldn't describe it. So like, oh, this is this weird... How would you describe this? It's the craziest looking uh, can ever <laughs> on top of the fact that what is a can <laughs> what, a what, what would a normal looking can look like to somebody who had never seen a, a can of soda before what, why does this drink look so yellow i mean i always wonder about that was mountain too bad. <sighs> yeah but the idea is supposed to be an added level of celebration that you would uh that there have been events over the past year that you haven't been able to celebrate properly uh, between birthdays, graduations, or any other experience that you would otherwise celebrate and have a cake, and you've missed out on all of those things. So here's an opportunity to have an extra cake. So we're so this is we're coming back from COVID, right? Like sure. Now we got Hopefully. cake. Back. We don't have to worry about COVID anymore. We're back, baby. Should worry about it a little bit. I mean, not as right. much as we have been, but don't right. ignore it. But, yeah. but, we're, but we're celebrating it with Cake Smash. We're like, hey. <laughs> we're not celebrating COVID, Mike. We're celebrating the stuff we weren't able to celebrate because oh, of COVID. Okay. okay. Yeah, don't get confused. I mean, I know you're already confused, but don't yeah, get more confused. confused. We're not actually using this to celebrate COVID itself. Oh, we're not. No. We're not, posting no. COVID. We're not having Thanks, a COVID. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, COVID party and drinking this this probably way too sweet soda in celebration of global pandemics. <laughs> like Chris tried to create by doing a knockoff yes. <laughs> wonder version of cake chunks in the Mountain Dew. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> when you can't afford that, uh, that name brand Mountain Dew yes. cake smash, you just can make your own. Get your with uh, with whatever it is from the from the grocery store, the generic brand, yeah. Mountain Lion or whatever. Man, man, all the knowledge I dropped in the past minute or two, I'm all of it. <laughs> I have to repent one of these days. It'll yes, be, absolutely. It'll be wow, the biblical stuff specifically that's yeah, going to come up I'm at the pearly saying... gates. That's going to get mentioned. Just FYI. Well, but no, I'm just, I'm just saying. Look, if the end times <laughs> happen sooner or later. There's going to be stuff happening that we don't know. So, yes, I don't think Jesus said cake smash, and people are like, what? What are you talking about? But I bet you, obviously, he knows of things that are happening at the end of the world that I'm sure back in biblical times it wouldn't make any sense at all, right? True. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you got shown 2,000 years from now, you'd be like, whoa, this is weird. How do I describe this? How do I say this? So, I don't know. There's a reason for it. I'm sure you didn't mention sure. Cake Smash or the Browns beating the Steelers, but these are things that are troubling me. Like, I don't know, Cake Smash is tough. I, I, I don't know. I, I used to get press releases a lot from Walmart, and they always had different foods and drinks coming out. I think they get bored. They're trying to make different stuff. Like, oh, like they had, 
cartoon character serials and all this other stuff. And it's like, I think they just get bored. They're like, I don't want to make another corn check, so let's just make a crazy cereal. I'm tired of making Mountain Dew. Let's do a cake flavor, or let's do pizza flavor or something. You know what I mean? I, I think we get bored. Let's get back and to I, I mean, and if it's that important to you that you want to celebrate something, why wouldn't you just make a cake and drink Mountain Dew while you eat cake? Yeah. I don't yeah. need my Mountain Dew to, to taste like cake. It's not, it's not necessary of- to me. Yeah, we sold billions of dollars of Mountain Dew, Diet Pepsi. Let's let's keep it going. Let's not mess with what dance is going to bring you. You know, that was an old yep. saying. Well, let's do yep. that. Absolutely. Let's keep, let's keep dancing with what works and say no to what doesn't. So, I don't know. I'll, I'll, I'll be going to I'll, I'll be going to um, confession after this in case you want. That's to. probably a good probably a good idea. It'll be good. Well, let's talk about our our guy Dexter Kruger. Um, Joe, I bet you, uh, before I said to see, you probably hadn't heard of Dexter Kruger, but now he's our favorite guy. He's Australia's oldest man. He's 111. Now, this guy's got a weird way of living along. Uh, he says he eats chicken brains and he eats simply. But you know what? I'm not going to attack Dexter. Dexter's 111. He's probably lucky to put sentences together. You know, let's not make fun of Dexter. Let's make fun of these dumb stories that we in the media write all the time about the dope that turns 100. And you're like, hey, why are you 100? How'd you live that long? And the poor guy's 111. You know, he's probably lucky to put a sentence in. He's like, uh, chicken brains. And in the media, we're like, oh, chicken brains. Let's write that. It'll be fun. I don't even know if Dexter ever ate a chicken brain. I, I think we're just taking what these people say at face value. We're running with it. I don't think it means anything. What do you think? In terms of whether or not chicken brains actually contributed to this guy's longevity? The guy's I don't so- know. There's all kinds of crazy stuff. My grandmother is in her 90s, right. uh, upper 90s, actually. I think she's starting to get close to the the uh, the big 100. But uh, she and my grandfather, uh, who, who passed away a couple of years ago, uh, from injuries that were not like directly health related. Um, uh, 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 they ate breakfast every day of bacon and eggs and sausage, like yeah. every day. Uh, and you go down the list of stuff that you say that, you know, in order to maintain a healthy lifestyle and live long, that you should avoid these foods. They ate them every day. And my grandmother is still, alive and kicking and, you know, doing the whole thing. And what are you going to say that what you should do is eat really fatty foods all the time. And that'll contribute to your long life. I don't think that's wise. I think there's probably something else that's going into it. Um, I would definitely say for sure. Cause it, the, it as part of the story. He's 111 now, but he kept operating his, uh, his farm until well into his 90s and keeping active is a major part of that I would have to say right and, and I'm all for it and, and bravo Dexter but what I'm saying is we're it's like my 8 year old says goofy stuff sure. we love her she's 8 she says yeah and hey my 7 year old does the same yeah and, and part of your love for your kid is they'll say something funny 
you go to your wife, hey, she said something funny, you're like, oh, cute. Maybe you take a video of them saying something funny, share it with your know, grandma and grandpa and aunts and uncles, and you're done with it. I, I don't know if I like this concept. Where you, think that's what, you think that's what this is? Well, we're doing all these stories and we say, hey, look at the cute thing the old guy said or the young girl said or whatever. And it's like, yeah, maybe it's better than talking about COVID 24 hours a day, but it's just a, a goofball, silly, what's this mean type of thing. I mean, I guess that's my concern. And yeah, it's weird that Dexter claims he's eating chicken brains. How do you know Dexter's eating chicken brains? You know what I mean? My daughter has said some very bizarre things that she wants to eat. It's, it's nothing bad. It's just kind of gross. You know what I mean? She talks about, like, poop and everything. And, and she, sure. she says that to be funny. And right. when she says it, it's disgusting. We're almost ready to hurl. Yeah. But it's something dumb she says to try and get a laugh out of people. <laughs> right. And, yeah, maybe Dexter does eat chicken brains. I don't know. But we're putting all this stock in the something cute that the old person or the young person says. Well, what does it mean, you know? You're thinking that it's entirely possible that uh, Dexter was, was being funny. He was trying to be funny, or maybe he didn't know what he was saying. I mean, well, you know, you get older, maybe you get forgetful, maybe, uh, I, I mean, you know, it's sad. I have family members who suffered dementia, and, you know, I'm Chris is claiming, though, that he stays, he's pretty healthy and pretty active. Okay. Uh, talks about him writing books and poetry and uh, yeah, do, doing all kinds of stuff in his retirement that, that most people his age or younger um, may actually be suffering from dementia or from some other ailments that make them less active. They are claiming that for a 111-year-old guy, this guy's pretty well aware of what's going on and probably poss the possibility of uh, throwing a good joke out at a reporter who asks a silly question like, how did you live so long? Um, the answer is really by not dying. That's the main way of staying old. Yeah, and, and the reporter ran with it. You know, it wasn't like, hey, that's sure, a silly sure. guy. I mean, it made the headline. You know, it's like, hey, we're, you know, we're good to go. Yeah. Should we be done interviewing older people that turn 100 years old? I don't know, because the world's changing so quickly. A lot of times these kind of articles come up and they remind you that there's a different way to live than trying to eat uh, vending machine food all of the time right. uh, and, and spending all of your time on your phone or watching uh, 12 different streaming uh, uh, services. Like there's a different way to live. And maybe every once in a while it's a good reminder that, you know, there's there are foods that are out there that people don't eat anymore that are perfectly viable. <laughs> I the descriptions of chicken brains do not inspire a lot of confidence in me where I would actually want to try it. They talk about it being sponge like. That's not a phrase that I want to hear when related to my food. Fatty organ that tastes a lot like chicken fat, which you probably should because it's coming out of a chicken's head, with a unique sponge like texture. Is not a phrase that should be related to anything that I want to eat. And because he lives this way, I don't want to necessarily live that way. I get in those arguments with my wife. Like She's like, oh, well, this person lives differently. We should be more like that. No, we don't have to be like that. We don't have to be chicken brain just because it's extra ones. If it means mm. I die at 80 over the 111, okay, good. <laughs> you know? 
uh, I'll give away 31 years for the ability to not eat chicken brains. Yeah, come on, Dexter. <laughs> and he did not live 31 more years because he ate chicken brains. Yeah. Maybe that took years off his life. Maybe he could live 130 if it wasn't for that. You know, you know we don't we don't know that for certain. You're exactly right. right. He could be 170 by now, but if but for those chicken brains. <laughs> yeah, and could he be deceiving? Yeah, he's deceiving the Australian people. Because immediately we come in there and say, Oh, Dexter, you're 111. What are you doing? Yeah, and man, the lock him guy, up. He's Lock even trying to have fun, or he's confused. He throws he out something, and now we're all like, "Oh man, maybe we see chicken brains now." Or he should never be allowed to be out. He's a menace to society. Yeah, and, and what <laughs> if he said something crazy like, "Yeah, I, I sleep around with all the women here. Yeah, look at me. That's why, why I'm, why I'm so alive." I mean, what's he saying too? You know. Yeah, what if Dexter said that? What if he's like, hey, I... He I didn't did. say that. Don't put words in Dexter's <laughs> mouth. It's already weird enough that he's talking about eating chicken brains. He's not saying well, that. What if he said something crazy like that? And what if he did? Then somebody would write a completely different article that was about that thing. What if the family was horrified and said... What if hey, Dexter hey, was talking about whether or not the Steelers need to improve their offensive line? Right. What if? But he wasn't. He was talking about chicken brains. That's the end of the story. <laughs> Well, or maybe the family was horrified. Maybe the reporter's like, uh, I don't know if I want to say this. You know, you did say it, but I don't think this needs to make the story. I mean, you never know. Never know. It's, it's like you said, Joe, Dexter menace to society. Is that what our takeaway is? Dexter <laughs> menace to society. Right. Exactly. And, and that's a tough name. I mean, Dexter's not a big, you know, I, I don't know. It's just tough. I, I'm not pro-Dexter on this one. I'm, I'm not pro-media or pro-Dexter on this. I don't know. Just against this whole idea, and that's why you've spent almost 10 minutes talking about it. <laughs> yes. I'm angry. I'm angry at that career. You got to stop that. Here's something else that kind of gets me angry. Okay, we post videos on YouTube, um, you know, showcase our work, um, you know, spotlight our family. Maybe we took something fun that we thought maybe a lot of people would do. Well, the famous Charlie bit my finger. Um, and this was a video of the kid coming home from the dentist, right? Uh, was it? Was it the dentist? Or yeah, I no. There was just two kids, right? And one of them was playing with his baby brother Charlie, and he put his oh, finger yeah. in Charlie's mouth. Not this isn't the dentist. Is this real life kid? That's another one. Yeah, yeah. So so Charlie's like enough of this. I'm biting down my brother's finger. The brother's teasing me. So, yeah, good Charlie. Charlie should have bit the finger, right? I guess. He's a one-year-old kid. All right, so cute video. It, it gets a zillion views online. And now we're in this NFT thing, which I, I'm just... I, you, you know, we're sitting here. So now you can own the video, this, like non-fungible version of the video. And I, I'm still a little bit confused about what that is. But now, like, these brothers are now 17. They're setting up their lives. And apparently the brothers got nothing else to rely on. So they're going to – they're taking off YouTube. And they're saying, I'm selling it as an NFT. And, Joe, I don't get NFTs, but the way they've been selling, these brothers will probably get at least a million for this video. I, I can see it happening. It's very possible. Uh, I, 
I don't fully understand NFTs myself. Um, the idea is that it is a way of storing a particular image or video or something like that in a digital site that can certify that this is the original of that video or image. The, the only way that, you know, when I've looked it up, the only way it makes the most sense to me is a, a way of distributing digital art. So if you create some piece of art that is digital, you know, if you have a digital image, you, you, you want to distribute it, you want to get paid for it as an artist, this is a way to store that image so that when someone purchases, they're certain that they have this image, they have the original of it, and it, is, it then has a value to it instead of just a picture that is on the internet that somebody just, you know, right-clicked and saved it. You know, this is a way of verifying and certifying that what, what you're buying from this artist is the original and very possibly the only copy of it. So I don't know how it works for something like Charlie Bit My Finger, which has been viewed 800,000 times or whatever, uh, or 8 million times. I can't remember what it said. Um, and probably has copies distributed elsewhere. How do you verify that this is the only copy of the video of Charlie Bit My Finger? It just seems weird to me. Yeah, it's a video from a phone. You know what I mean? It's not like... Right. You know, it's and there like are already copies out there. Like this, this isn't the only copy of it. So I don't, I don't know what it's going to do. I did. I quickly looked up what the most what uh, uh, NFTs have gone for, and I, I, I quickly came across a list of the most expensive NFTs of so far. Um, and you know, we're talking about the history of NFTs going way back as far as you know, 2017, not that far ago. Uh, even though the events that have happened that people have made NFTs out of may have gone back further. Like, there's an NFT of the very first tweet that Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey tweeted from 2006, they made that an NFT. And somebody paid $2.9 million to have that NFT. Well, I, I did click on the link, and I guess the auction's over by now. Uh, the story is a couple days old. The winning price, $760,999. Wow. So I'm not surprised because this is, a, this is something that plenty of other copies are out there of it as opposed to the most expensive one is an, uh, an artwork made by uh, Beeple called Every Day's The First 5,000 Days. Uh, original price went for $69.3 million. I mean, wh what are we doing here? I mean... <laughs> It's a way of distributing something that is that is a digital piece of art in an exclusive way, the way that you would sell a Van Gogh or a, you know, Jackson Pollock, or you probably don't sell too many Da Vinci's nowadays. They're pretty much all gone, all snatched up. But um, distributing art in a way 
that would verify that this is the only copy of it. I know that it's also becoming really, really popular in the sports world where they're creating out of the videos of certain moments, the, right. the almost like collecting baseball cards. What's the deal with baseball cards? Um, this is the digital version of having a baseball card is having the NFT of this particular moment in history. It's yeah, something that I, I will, just, will be really popular for a while and will probably go away. That's uh, just, it smells like that to me. But how, it, yeah, if, if we unveiled our finances, I'm sure, you know, I could say, man, Joe, why are you spending your money on this? And you could probably say the same thing about me. Why is somebody spending $760,000 on a video club? Now, I'm sure that person has a lot of money to them, but... Sure. I, I can't put my hand around that. I mean, you know. But the same is true about artworks, right? For me and you, it's like why I can't imagine owning an artwork that's in that league. Right? Yeah. Or any other, like the, the kinds of money that people spend on stocks or whatever. The idea is either it's that sentimental or valuable to you, to you or you're assuming that the cost of it is going to go up and it's an investment like any other investment that you hope increases in value over time. But why, when your kids come home today, you need to grab your phone and chase them around for any type of viral moments because man, now, now again, this Charlie bit my finger. It's probably one of the more viral clips of all time. Not right. saying everyone's going to get $760,000, but why right. are you, why are we even working Joe? Why, why aren't we just running around trying to get clips of our kids doing cute things that someone's going to pay a lot of money for, for NFT? Well, that's a perfectly valid question. Why do we do this? <laughs> <laughs> we, we could do that and we would probably find that it's just as hard of work unless we accidentally land on something that just catches people in the right way. Um, Even if we sell one for like 50,000 per year, yeah. you know what I mean? which is a lot less than a child bit my finger, you're supporting your family. You know what I mean? Yes. Don't worry about And one. so that's why there are people out there who are taking the time to invest in, uh, in, in NFTs and in the, the blockchain servers that support them. Yes. I, I it's just a new way of doing some kind of business and trying to create some product of value that somebody's going to want to pay for. But then you got to find somebody who would pay for it. Well, I'm excited to announce that later today we will do the NFT of this video. Great. Yes. Hopefully See, this is definitely viral. $800,000. <laughs> right. Power. Charlie bit my finger was a minute, those two boys. Uh, yeah, and the final thing, because I only get to one of the story before we close for the day. Um, <laughs> so what you get with the video, you're the sole owner of the video. We talked about that. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, at the bottom of the auction, if you, if you click on the auction link in the story, the boys are 17 now, and they're willing to make a parody video. Uh, I'm assuming they're going to bite each other's fingers and they'll be like, hey, this is Charlie bit my finger when they're 17. Right. I don't know if that's what you I guess do. is the idea that they would make another video and whoever bought the, the NFT of the of the original would then have the NFT of the, the second one. And, and you could start it so you can hang out with these, these chums. And uh, I guess. Or your favorite Charlie bit my finger fan, your wife. You know, she's 
upset about the labor-inducing joke that we were talking about before, and now you can say, hey, honey, it's okay. I'm flying in to Charlie Bit My Finger, boys, and you can record a parody video with them. I'm like, what are we doing here, Joe? I mean, this is so... Yeah. I mean, but what do you own? But what do you own when you own a baseball card? You own a piece of cardboard. But I've got a. It's got Mickey Mill and Babe Ruth's picture. I got a video clip. But it's the same kids that were being watched by their parents. Yeah, biting each other's fingers, and now these kids are seventeen. They're still willing to do that. I mean, what are you doing? Oh, it's all the same stuff, man. That's the thing. Like these NFTs were developed for. These other ideas and being utilized for visual art and for and for sports memorabilia purposes, and now they're utilizing the same technology for these other things. And somebody made seven hundred thousand dollars off of it. You know, good on them. Uh, I wouldn't buy. I wouldn't pay for it. I wouldn't. I don't even know what you do with it when you have it. But it's the same thing that you do with a baseball card when you have it. Okay, I want NFT of Michael Jordan shot against the Jazz and. Yeah, have to become a replicator. I'll be the guy trying to guard him or something. That would be more than the Charlie and his brother biting each other's fingers. It know? would mean more to you. Some and, and 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 I think objectively that moment would raise more money than the Charlie bit my finger, and that's why you know monetarily the the uh, the Michael Jordan video is worth more. Definitely. Hey, let's close on this. Um, kind of a nice story. There's a um. Was a doctor or a dentist? I'm trying to make sure I have this right. A doctor. I think it's a doctor. Yeah, he, he died of COVID. Oh, that's sad. I mean, we can't make fun of that. So, sure. <laughs> all right, let's make fun of COVID. But no, let's uh, let's drink a Mountain Dew uh, cake smash about it. Yes. Jeez. Have a labor-inducing burger. We're good to go. Uh, but no, you know, the guy died of COVID, which is awful. Uh, and prayers to his family and. Just everybody else involved with it. Well, the guy's collecting baseball cards. Well, sports cards, however cards do. And he says, hey, family, I'm going to leave this for you. And apparently, you know, the guy went to national trade shows. It's his hobby. Hey, we all have hobbies. Good for him. I'm wondering about this. So he leaves the cards to his family. The story doesn't talk about any specific request he has. But already the family is sending out the auction. I'm wondering. And, you know, I've got stuff from my dad that is very highly treasured. Mm-hmm. Is it bad if I send out the auction? Hey, it's $20 million. Obviously, life-changing money can help your family. I, I don't know what I would do, to be honest with you. Well, it's a little tough because, obviously, for collectors of specialty items like this or NFTs or whatever <laughs> you might want to collect um, – <laughs> It means something to the person who's collecting it. And there may be some value in parts of that collection to keep around for me for sentimental purposes. If this is my father who's collecting these items. But ultimately, those items that are collected mean things to the per- to the collector. And me as a person inheriting something from a collector may not have the same value to me. I may not want to spend my the rest of my life dealing with baseball cards. Um, I like baseball cards. If somebody gave me baseball cards in an inheritance, I'd probably hang on to them. But if there's somebody who just doesn't care about them in any way, shape, or form, in some ways, I understand a family saying, 
my father cared so much about these as a collector. It's a shame for them to sit in a drawer with me than to put them back out into the collector world. You know? Yeah. I, I, I hear that. I get that. And I understand it. Like you, you just want it to be out in the world and not necessarily hoard them for purposes that have nothing to do with my own enjoyment. So you might as well put them out there. Keep a couple. That would mean something to me. Um, but otherwise, get them out in the world. Yeah, I would hope. And, and again, hey, it's hard. I mean, I lost my dad. And, you know, it's, I lost even on a show that we're, we're doing this. Believe me, let's peek beyond the curtain. 90% were just joking. I mean, honestly, mm-hmm. when I say things, I say things for a crazy value and try to be funny. I mean, I'm trying to make Joe laugh. That's my goal in life. I want to make Joe laugh. If I make Joe laugh, I'm good. When Joe gives me a look like he did earlier, I'm horrified. I I won't apologize to Joe. This isn't good. But, you know, yeah, I mean, hopefully they can find that that common bond. Because, hey, it's $20 million. It would be crazy if they just kept them and and not sold them. Put them in a really nice shoebox. Yeah, if there's a card to mail a lot to dad, like, you know, maybe his favorite baseball player or whatever, you know, you keep one or maybe keep pictures. I got to say, Joe, I like collecting stuff, but I'm more into consumable items. I don't have any more room to collect stuff. Yeah. yeah. I'm more into like kind of experiences and everything. That's kind of where I'm at. So I know kind of an interesting story. Um, I'll end with this, Joe. And, and, you know, we've talked about this, believe me, 500 times already this week. But um, this week, there's the big Vaximillion lottery, where mm. um, if you're vaccinated, your name's in a drawing in Ohio, you got five chances to win a million bucks, and a lot of fun conversations around Ohio about what people would do with that money and everything. Um, the interesting thing, Joe, is you lose your – you don't really have any privacy. I mean, if you win, they're going to put your name on billboards, you'll be in a press conference, and – it's going to be wild stuff, so I don't know. But, hey, my prayers go out to the family. Like I said, my, my goal here isn't necessarily to make fun of the family. I'm, I'm just kind of more thinking about, man, what do you do with that? I mean, it's your dad's baseball card collection, but I think dad understood that not everyone liked baseball cards, and I'm sure dad understood that there was money to, to go with that. So how do you mix it up? I don't know. Just kind of a weird situation. So, Well, Joe, as always, I appreciate it. Man, we, we've been through, what, about an hour of Steelers talk and now an hour of crazy talk. And look. That's about right. We talked about some weird, crazy stuff, but <laughs> we kept it out of the, the poop talk, right? Hey, other than the intro and the uh, the closer, yeah. And now here we are talking about poop. Uh, what was the intro? <laughs> oh, <okay. What? laughs> We talked about not wanting to talk about poop. Yes. <laughs> so let's take another hour and talk about why. So we here we are poop. talking about poop again. Yeah, no, no I thought I thought we did good. I thought we did good. Not bad. Yeah, bravo to us, and obviously Paul. You know, the emails we get from him saying, "Dude, if we're going to do this show, we got to talk more about poop." <laughs> and Paul's like, "Every story." It's all the pressure we get from poop. Paul. It says that we have to talk about bodily functions. Yeah, I mean, I. I tried to do some uplifting stories, and Paul keeps on emailing, going "poop, poop, poop." I want to talk about poop. And That's not really what he says. It, it, <laughs> That's not the Paul I know and love. But you know, hey, <laughs> what do you what, what do you do? We all, 
we all have our moments, I guess. I don't know. I'm kidding. Paul's a great guy, and um, Paul never talks about poop. Probably ever. You know, like I don't know. That's a problem the other way. Who knows? <laughs> so, okay. well, hey, we mentioned Paul. It's great. All right. Well, thanks to everybody. Uh, check our sponsors: Chase Bank, Ashley Home Store. Uh, give us a review. Try to be funny. Be nice. Joe, Joe gets upset for reviews, so be nice on the reviews. It hurts my feelings. Yes, it's very good. Uh, but yeah, you know, as always, thanks for checking out the Highland. Lots of good content out there each week, and we appreciate the listen. Um, have a great day, and thanks for checking us out. All right, bye-bye. Hi, I'm Jennifer Mooney. Welcome to what is our new Hope Interrupted podcast based on the work from our book, Hope Interrupted, that I co-authored with my good friend Byron McCauley. Hey, Jennifer, you know, I'm looking forward to this podcast as much as I was look, looking forward to writing this book with you. We hope to interview some uh, high impact folks as well as have a little fun. We're going to cover stories of hope. To learn more about our podcast and our book, please visit www.hopeinterrupted.com.